Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hello, hello everyone. It is Wednesday. Great day of the week. Love to be here on the radio with you guys. It's Janet Richmond, and I'm the Higher Self Voice. And today should be interesting. I did not get a any kind of request to do a healing. So I'm moving on and continuing with something I started, <laughs> I think, at least a couple of months ago. And that is working on some of the generic patterns that, that all of us have. And I did two already. I did... Uh, I think worthlessness, no, no, not worthlessness, we are victims. These are belief systems that are so common from all of our lives that all of us carry some element in different degrees, some very intense, some sort of medium, all along the continuum, and some just a touch here and there. But it's generic. It's So many of us are conditioned by these these patterns. And so I'm going to be working on another one today and the one I'm going to be working on is we are to blame and that is the blame game that we all are in there's good reasons it's not anything to blame ourselves for we are not trying to I'm not trying to convince anyone that there are faults out there and we need to find fault and blame it's just the opposite and of course I'll get into all of that some of this I talk about in a general way uh, off and on during sessions or you know, bits and pieces, but this is a little bit more of a complete overview. Now, I want to give the phone number here just in case somebody wants to call in because I can do a healing for sure if anyone wants to call in. The number is 646-668-8565. Again, 646-668-8565. Now, just so you know, I have a note that came up when I went to start the show, and it said, our engineers are working on a solution for the audio file issue. In the meantime, a quick fix is to delete your browser cookies and clear the browser cache. Well, I don't know. I'm hoping you all can hear me because I really don't know how to delete my browser cookies and clear the browser cache. So I did it years ago when I used to have a PC, but I don't, I've never done it on the Mac that I have, so I'm just not sure how to do it. So hopefully you can hear me. Um, anyway, that's just a little aside. Now, last week I did a healing on Suzanne. She had written me and she wanted to focus on her job loss and healing the grief and pain and then um, to, to help her take the next step to, you know, to move on in her life. And there was a, some fear there, fear of change, fear of the future, fear of the unknown. And so I did work on that last week. And I also did a healing on earth pollution because I'd had a request to address the pollution in Santa Barbara. There was a big oil spill there. And as a matter of fact, I just drove by the cleanup <laughs> operation 
on my way. Uh, I, I went away for the weekend, and we saw all the pumps and everything. It was this massive, massive operation. Slowed the traffic along the Route 1 uh, for quite a while. Or was it one, the Route 1 or 101? Anyway, so I did work on that. And I usually give you feedback, but I have not heard from Suzanne. And nobody has given me any feedback on the pollution situation around the planet. Uh, <laughs> however, I did get one email from Karen. Karen is is one that I healed. I think I worked on the, just the week before. And she is a declutterer or an organizer. And she, when she heard my pollution thing, she was one of the people who had asked me to continue to work on the planet. And when it was, it's just so fantastic. She, she went, she listened to the planet healing and she set up her own website called Decluttering Planet Earth. It just spoke to her. She doesn't know where it's going to go or how it's going to take her, but she set up her own website. She already had a website for the, you know, the normal uh, decluttering. And, but how great is that? I don't know if you'll remember, but the week before when I worked on Karen, before Suzanne, we I did get from the higher self to expand outside of where she would normally think herself as being an organizer. And she had said she had an opportunity to work with the in the industry in some way and had kind of not done it thinking it wasn't really right for her. So she was going to rethink that. I also said she might want to be part of a team to work for people who are hoarders. And now she, the, the next week, comes up with this idea, decluttering planet Earth. And I don't know, as I said, I don't think she does, know where it's going to take her. But I, I'm excited because I did see people starting to get going on helping the Earth. I started to see in that, when I did the healing, I started to see people actually beginning to move out and work to help the earth in different ways. And so, thank you, Karen. <laughs> you didn't, you know, now you know, nobody can call me a liar <laughs> or say that I'm making things up. So this is exciting. There's some expansion going on. There's movement where, you know, all of you listeners are part and parcel of the show and really help what I do in so many ways, as as you all know and as I tell you all the time. But any in any case, I haven't heard back from Suzanne, and of course, uh, I haven't heard back specifically on the pollution except for from Karen. And so I don't have any feedback, but if I do get some feedback down the line, you know that I'll for sure let you know. Now, so today I'm going to be working on the generic belief system that we all carry of, you know, I am to blame or we are to blame. Now, I did already discuss, I think, worthlessness and victim patterns. I'm not sure. But just to refresh your minds, because I haven't worked on it for a couple of months, I want to just remind you that we've all led so many harsh, cruel, difficult lives with very, very little understanding. And out of those lives, we've taken on beliefs because of misinterpretation or misunderstanding. And, of course, some beliefs we've built have been positive. 
however, much more common. And what creates the problematic foundation for all of us is the negative beliefs. And the negative beliefs become part of that foundation that, that as souls, we come in, especially when we've evolved to the point where we're really paying attention to our evolutionary process. In the early days of humanities, it, you know, when we first have moved into the human kingdom, we're not there. We're, we carry more of the animal nature than the he, true human nature. And so a lot of the times when we come into the planet, it's, it's not really to help ourselves evolve or figure things out or heal ourselves or bring in balance. It's more to just, you know, go back to a place we, we liked, say, from a previous life or maybe to work, you know, just to get territory or to get power or status or whatever. And we, we're more basic uh, in our choices, but as we continue to evolve, our choices become more and more, you know, premeditated, so to speak. We, we really make and spend time in the human kingdom heavens when we're there out of body. We, we go there, we spend time to decide what we're going to choose for the next life. So often at this point, we are wanting to work on the negative beliefs we have about ourselves. And we set up conditions, we co-create with other souls who our parents are going to be, all of that sort of thing, the situations and conditions, where we're going to live, um, what are the opportunities, how are we going to get our patterns triggered, how, are there going to be answers there, solutions for us, so that we can figure out once we trigger a pattern, how we can heal it. Um, so we do spend time, and it can be quite it can be quite a lot of time, in fact, uh, to get it all all the pieces of the puzzle in place. Sometimes we come in and the pieces we put in place absolutely help bring us to all the things that we want to accomplish. Sometimes we don't get it so great and all of our patterns just come into play and we just rehash the same patterns or very similar patterns over and over again. This, by the way, is a big part of my next book that's, I keep saying this, is soon to come out called Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe. But in any case, in the three years of work on it, the higher self has given me a tremendous amount of information. I already came in with the foundation, of course, from a Joan Culpepper when she was alive. And as you all know, I got the copyright to her material. And it's been a really interesting journey and you are experiencing in all the healings that I do every week the soul scans how I you know scan the souls that I'm working on and find the underlying causes the underlying belief systems where they've come uh, where they've come from how they've moved into place how they're affecting everybody you know the people or the planet today and it's it's been a great journey for me and there's much more on this in my next book, and I will certainly let you know when it's out. But anyway, what I've come to understand is that we all carry these generic belief systems about ourselves, these generic conditioned beliefs uh, that we have taken on lifetime after lifetime in some fashion and in some situations and conditions. 
So today I'm going to be talking about the blame. We are to blame. And you know, you've heard me many times talk about blame. And so here's just going to be a little bit more expanded for you. Now, let me give you a a higher self quote. It's hurtful to any individual to be going through a traumatic time and to be made to feel that this is self-deserved because you yourself created it. Yet it becomes necessary to remember that the imprints that you carry at the soul level are very, very deep and have been intensified through many lifetimes and further misinterpreted the more often these various experiences are re-experienced. And this is true. It is not about saying this is your fault, okay? That's not what the higher selves are trying to say. What we have in our current life is our responsibility. We have created it ourselves. The creation is from the soul level, guys. At the conscious mind, none of us want the difficult times in our pattern, in our lives, the difficult patterns. None of us want it. But the the free will operates at the soul level, not the mind level. So we make these decisions in between lives to go into the next life, but we come in deaf, dumb, and blind. We don't remember what we chose for ourselves and why and what it is we're supposed to do. So we set up, as I said, the situations to lead us there, to help us get there. So if we want to heal a situation, say, with relationships or with a specific person, we might choose to have that person be a father, a mother, or a sister, a brother, or even a child or, or a you know, significant other. And so we would set up the co-creation with that other person. Now, we may, so we move into it and the pattern with that person, the difficulty, the dysfunction, or whatever is happening between you and that other person, this is just an example, would get activated. Because if the pattern isn't activated, you can't possibly know what to heal. So you bring in the person to continue the pattern. And then once it's activated, you have choices. You can either blame and find fault and it's the other person and just say this this relationship is terrible and I'm going to leave it. And you do. You walk out of the relationship whether you're in the relationship or not, you're, it's never too late to heal it. So hopefully at some point you will discover that this pattern is repeating in your life. Because often, and you've heard me talk about my mom and how I moved 3,000 miles away and I kept getting mom issues. Finally, I got I became aware enough to, to understand and moved into doing this work that I finally got it. Okay, I can move 3,000 miles away, but my mother issues are still there, quote-unquote mother issues, so I would bring in someone who would belittle me or uh, criticize me or whatever. And so finally, you know, I got it and I worked hard on it and resolved all my mother's issue, mother issues and our relationship completely healed when my mother was in her early 90s guys or or mid 80s I sort of forgot but anyway it's never too late but one of the things that's really difficult is this blame thing it keeps us from putting the focus where we need to focus and so I want to explain to you a little bit more um because we do create the things that are in our outer reality again but it is not about oh, it's your fault, you screwed up, you're to blame. 
you're the problem in the relationship. That is never where the higher selves go. They try to explain uh, the underlying causes of why we have these patterns in our lives so that we can put the focus where it needs to be, and that's on ourselves. But again, not blaming ourselves, but trying to discover what it is energetically that we are carrying. What are the beliefs? What are the self-identities? What are the traumas and dramas? What are the emotional states? What are every anything or everything related to this pattern that we can then neutralize, take responsibility for, and bring in that balance, that harmony, harmony, dissolve the issues, and move forward. So what happens is, is we, as we go through our many, many eons of lifetimes as humans, we are always searching for answers. Why did this or that happen? Why me? Why, why, what can I do differently? All these questions we have when something is difficult in our lives. Yet often, the inner desire to understand, which is innate, it's an innate desire to understand, to grow, to learn, is innate. It comes from that original energy from the originating source that I've talked about, the womb energy of originating source. But in any case, that inner desire to understand often gets off on the completely wrong foot because knowledge in so many of our lifetimes we're so limited, we misinterpret the whys and found answers when there really weren't any, but we thought they were answers. So I've said this before, keep in mind how much higher the frequency is on the planet today. For example, and I, I repeat this a lot, is psychology has only been on the planet for about 150 years. And I would say maybe about 50 years has it been sort of part of the general gestalt where the general populace understands that how we act as a, an adult is often uh, related to the kind of childhood we had. But more than 150 years ago, which is this enormous amount of time that there's been humanities on the planet, there was no understanding of that. I mean, it's just so hard to wrap the mind around because it's just so common. We all we all can so readily and so easily we move to that psychological viewpoint. Let me give you another example. What about disease? The germ theory of disease has only been around for, I think, two or three centuries. And, and at that time, there was no Internet. There was no uh, mass social media. So the scientists who were starting to work with germs and all of that how quickly did that disseminate in the populace? I don't know when it became part of the popular belief system. Uh, probably not that long ago, maybe 100 years, I'm, I'm sort of guessing, but maybe 150 years. But you can imagine without the understanding of those things that, for example, a plague would hit your village and what do you do? You try to understand why there's a plague. Where did it come from? And in the early days, it would be explained more like, oh, um, caused by demons or maybe by the devil or by the evil eye or by any all sorts of things. The, you know, a cat, black cat walking by or breaking a mirror or, you know, whatever the perhaps the tribal belief system was, you know, on the moonlit night, you're not to move into the, the, the river water because 
you know, whatever the belief is set up and then you do and whammo, you know, you bring the plague upon the village. So there's many, many erroneous misinterpretations, many, many misunderstood and uh, misconceived reasons why things happen. And one of the very common reasons, other than the ones I've already mentioned, is that we blame another person. So blame became part of life, just just became part of life when we were in the early, from the very earliest lifetime, we would come in and we'd be considered bad or naughty by the parents and we'd be blamed by the parents. This, of course, still goes on today. This isn't related to the very early lifetimes. But we've had blame and fault finding coming to us from the very earliest lifetimes. It's just, and when we're blamed as children, what do we do? We take it in, it plants a seed, and and we become, not only do we learn by role modeling that blaming others takes the responsibility from ourselves and gives it to somebody else, but we also learn to blame ourselves. Now, I will get to that in a second. Anyway, we become our own harshest critic, but in any case, we begin to find fault. We learn it from the breast, okay? We learn it from the earliest days in our each and every lifetime. So we take on the blame. We, we start to develop self-identities. We are weak. We are stupid. We are lazy. We are unlovable. We're clumsy, ditzy, failures, drama queens, whatever else, okay? So, again... Even if in this life we've come a long way toward figuring out more of our true worth and we still carry those opinions of ourselves and of others at the energetic level. And these are the beliefs we need to, we need to neutralize, guys. Okay. So, again, becoming aware that we're responsible for what happens in our lives does not mean we have to blame ourselves for our problems and everyone else. Again, it's not about blame. It's about simply becoming aware that we're pure and perfect and that we aren't our perceived flaws. The intro of my of the show, I say you are not your loneliness, you are not your financial, you are not your, I can't remember. That is how we perceive ourselves. Those are our perceptions because we're reading through and looking at ourselves through those belief systems that we carry. These flaws, then, are the result of the belief imprints that we carry at the soul level. And they're intensified through lifetime after lifetime, and they're further misinterpreted over and over again. Of course, the other side of the coin, which I briefly mentioned, is blaming others. So if we're blaming someone else, and I've said this before, but it always bears repeating, someone or something else, we make ourselves victims. We're giving responsibility for our lives to others. And then we have to wait for that person or the situation to change so that we can be happy, secure, and successful, etc. And we could wait for a very, very long time for that to happen. 
because you nobody can force anybody else to change or create, you know, a change in Mother Nature or change in the past. We can't change the past. We can't force it. We can't change the government, the economy, the spouse, the neighbors, the past again. It, you know, we can't change these things. So this is why blame is so detrimental to us all. It takes us out of the driver's seat and puts us in a powerless position. And who the heck wants to be powerless? So it there there is no need for blame. There's no need to add one ounce of guilt either to ourselves or to anyone else because we already carry so much blame. We already have enough self-loathing and so much judgment ingrained at the soul level. Instead, we want to move toward that understanding, that knowing that we're pure and perfect and that the layers of belief that we have uh, and all others have is based that, that we're flawed is based on our belief systems. And these belief systems hold us prisoner. And to move out of this prison, guys, we can neutralize the layers and expand our viewpoint. Now, this doesn't mean that each individual doesn't have to be accountable for his or her actions. Not blaming doesn't mean somebody gets off the hook and suddenly they get to do whatever they want and no, there's no consequences. That's, of course, never the case. But what it does mean is that we focus on ourselves and we work on our own lives, our own issues, our own beliefs to resolve and dissolve and neutralize these energies. And that will free us from the patterns that we carry that are so difficult in whatever way. Now, Blame is, again, it works with a lot of the other common generic patterns like worthlessness that I've already talked about, victim patterns that I've already talked about in the prior show. They're all interrelated, but I'm breaking them down one-on-one so that we can really grasp exactly what is going on and try to understand it from the bigger picture. Uh, recently, I was with someone, a good friend of mine, who's in a very unhappy situation in a relationship, and she was in one of those rat wheels of blame. She was feeling blame from the other party, and she was blaming the other party and was just this sort of spinning wheel. And, you know, we talked, and I brought it to her attention, and she immediately got it, and she realized she was in her own rat wheel, and I think she's going to begin to make some you know, really take a look at things that, you know, I did a healing for her as well. And she began to see that she, she'd she been blaming and been blamed for a couple, three years and nothing changed. So to continue the blame thing, there it usually change doesn't happen. The relationship just was getting more and more. It was just getting worse. And one of the things that was very interesting to me that I want to share with you is that I discovered that because I spent, you know, I hadn't seen her much over the last couple of years, but we spent some time together recently. And so I discovered that she, one of the side effects or one of the things that happened for her was whenever she would give her opinion or we'd have to make a decision for some reason or whatever about where to eat, for example, something very simple, she would 
say what her idea was, what her preference was, what her choice was, and then she'd go right into justifying that choice, why that choice really should be the choice, and how logical and right and justified she was to make the choice when there was never, even for me, any kind of thing saying, oh, well, I'd prefer to do something else. So she had been through this very, you know, has been going through this this blame thing to the point where she then moved into defending herself from an attack she expected to come that didn't come. I certainly wasn't going to attack her for whether she wanted to eat Mexican or Italian. But the but the thing I realized is it was a side effect. She'd been in this conflict where both parties were blaming each other. She'd been in this conflict for so long that she developed this defense mechanism that came up and in another part of her life when she's just hanging with me. So there and there wasn't the blame coming from me. So it was just so interesting to me to see that pattern. And I'm sure all of us have done it in some way. And when I pointed it out to her, she just, you know, it just kind of everything click 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 and she understood that she was so stressed and so ready to be attacked that she tried to stave off the attack before it happened. And, you know, my heart literally broke for her. It just broke because this was a very unhappy place to live, so to speak. And, but, you know, what happened was the pattern built up slowly, and so when it happens slowly, you don't fully realize it. You can't see the forest for the trees. So anyway... That's just a little aside, but but now what I would like to do is get started on healing the blame game or healing the we are to blame belief system. And I'm just, I have no idea where this is going to go, but we'll just, as I do, see, uh, we'll see. Um, okay, so everybody knows we want to take a few deep breaths clear our minds as best we can, and begin to focus simply on my voice. It's simply a tool or technique to bring the focus of attention in by focusing on my voice, and I focus on my words. And what we do in this way is we activate the now moment. Now, the now moment has been set up. I immediately see the symbol that I use every week of the wagon wheel, and we're all sitting on the rim, and there's quite a few people here. There's the past, present, and future listeners on the wagon wheel and others who come in that are not listening to the show, but they are aware of the group from some way in some way. Either they've been brought in by some of the peop some of the listeners in the group, or as I have said once before, I do see do see souls that have moved in to get the energies that are really powerful because we have the group setting it up. They And these souls know about the energy. They come and partake of the energy when we move it into the forever now moment. And they have, they do make a, uh, make it an opportunity to come join with the healing. It's very powerful with a number of people that are part of the healing and the, 
and therefore I'm, I see all that, but we, we're going to bring that focus of attention. We've created the now moment, and now I want everyone to expand the now moment to move 360 degrees around us, symbolically around us, and move into to encase the totality of the past nows for each and every soul and the future nows. Now, the future nows can never be encased because that, that part of the forever now moment continues to expand on a moment-to-moment basis. Evolution never ends and never will end. It continues absolutely, uh, it continues unending. And so this now moment is becoming the energy field of the forever now moment. And it is huge. It's large. It's hard for me to even grasp it or keep it within my mind's eye vision. But I do see uh, symbolically, it's almost like it streaks through the universe, known and unknown. It's a very large energy field. And all of our soul process, each individual is encompassed within it. And it is a very powerful energy field. Now, I'd like each and every one of us to focus on that pure soul essence we carry, that divine light that each soul, every soul, from the lowliest grain of sand to the highest, most evolved being, carries. Each soul carries it from the originating source, and it is the all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. It is divine in nature, and because it's divine, it can't, even though we carry it 24-7 and have ever since we were born into the mineral kingdom, we cannot, it cannot just move in and fix us because we're in the free will kingdom here. So in the free will kingdom, we have to give it permission, and that's exactly what we do when we focus on it. That focus of attention on the pure soul essence activates it, gives it permission to move into our free will arena. So we're going to focus on, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the symbolic sunlight we carry within. We're going to watch it simply by focusing on it. We're expanding it in through and around the totality of the physical body, the etheric body, the mind and the soul. And the light is moving in through and around the totality of that forever now moment that we set up. It's also drawing in even more souls, you know, who want to partake of the light. And I've told you all about that before. It's just a beautiful picture that I see because this divine light that we carry is, as I said, everything. Originating source was, is, and is become becoming. So there is something for every soul when they are ready to take it. And our commitment to doing this work every week allows the souls to to become aware, gives them time, and gives them opportunity week after week to come in and partake of it. So this light, this beautiful symbolic sunlight is now filling the forever now moment and I want each and every one of you now to focus on the conglomerate higher self energy. This is the, uh, again, it's divine energy. It's energy from the fifth dimensional realm where all the humanities eventually graduate into and each and every soul uh, has either, a, uh, has fifth dimensionals that are helping with their process in the human kingdom and or they've already evolved 
into the fifth dimensional realm in some way themselves. So most of the people who are listening to the show would definitely be fifth, have fifth dimensional nature as part of their soul process, have aspects that have already evolved into that higher frequency. This is not something to be entitled about or, or egotistical about. It's something just to accept. These uh, The souls on this planet are, many are very evolved because of the the frequency level of the planet itself and where it's moving, the the process it's moving in into. And so many evolved souls have moved here, have, have incarnated here to be part of this process. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So we are going to become very, very attuned to and accustomed to that fifth dimensional nature, that higher self nature that we carry in whatever manner. And by focusing on that conglomerate fifth dimensional higher selves and soul aspect, soul aspects, we are moving that energy in through and around the totality of this forever now moment. Now, because we're amalgamating with a conglomerate, we are amalgamating not only with our own higher selves, but the totality of the higher selves that are working with this group, all of the listeners here, and we're also going to call in any other higher selves that care to join with us today. And quite a few have joined uh, joined with us. And so there is a very Im- amazing amount of energy here. It's very powerful. And because the fifth dimensional, our fifth dimensional nature is being activated, again, we're giving it permission by focusing on it. We are, in essence, guiding our own lives making choices with the help of that fifth dimensional higher understanding and enabling this healing to be at the very highest level that we can manage today because we are not making the decisions at the mind level. We're making decisions not only at the soul level but the more highly evolved parts of our soul level. So it's very, very uh, powerful and we've opened the door for a much more expanded healing. The last step is to move us all into that symbolic womb of energy of the originating source. And the that womb energy, which is so immense, it feels like the Pacific Ocean engulfing a few drops of water. And this womb energy is so immense that it is engulfing the forever now moment. And the totality of the soul process of each and every individual in this very powerful creative life force the energy that, in fact, was present first and foremost and gave birth to the universe so many infinite eons ago, we can't even imagine, and it was before the the universe that we know now. Uh, there have been many universes before ours, so we're talking so many infinite eons, we can't even imagine. So I'm we're taken in, and this We're just being engulfed in this beautiful, powerful birthing energy that will help us give birth to ourselves at the higher levels uh, as we go through the healing. We'll be neutralizing and dissolving and at the same time empowering and recreating ourselves at a higher frequency level simultaneously. Of course, I can't see it all, all at once. But I do the best I can to explain uh, when I shift my focus from time to time to explain what's going on. 
Okay, right now I see the hub. The hub of the symbolic wagon wheel has been created. I'm asking that each and every one of us amalgamate first with a rainbow bridge energy. This, again, attunes our chakra system to the originating source chakra systems, bringing ours into the highest level of efficiency that we can have in this moment. Helps us because they're energy exchange points to both release uh, energies that we don't want to hold on to anymore and to take in the divine energies that we want to uh, be part of our self-empowerment. And so it, we're also utilizing the bridge portion of the rainbow bridge energy. So we are creating from each and every one of us standing on the rim, spoke, symbolic spokes going to that hub. And the hub now is carrying that perfectly balanced, perfectly uh it's 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 a it's an energy field when when we do a healing that doesn't allow for distortion because it carries perfect balance so it will never bring in the distortion that we could as just individuals we distort things through our because we read we sense we pick up we um learn everything through our energetic field and our belief system, but the rainbow bridge energy is completely pure and perfect. So whatever energies we're releasing or providing move in and out without distortion. It's just very, very powerful um, energy field. And so right now I'm putting on the, um, I mean, I'm asking for the symbol that the higher self want to uh, to, to show me to begin the healing on we are to blame or I am to blame. And I see a, a symbolic human suffering, just tremendous amount of suffering and sadness, despair, and uh, feelings of worthlessness. Now, as I mention these patterns, I want each and every individual that's listening to begin to release from yourself whatever I'm seeing in this symbol and we're all going to be doing that and uh in this way we're going to you know let go of those negative energies whatever ones even if you don't think you have them i want you to release anything and everything understanding that when the eons of lifetimes we've lived none of us can remember even if we've had a hundred past life readings that's a drop in the bucket none of us can remember or know about all of our past lives so we want to release it all as much as we can, whether it's we understand it or we believe we have it or not. Again, it's not about belief and disbelief. So release anything and everything. So I'm seeing despair. I'm seeing uh, just feeling such, such deep feelings of worthlessness as if there is no value whatsoever to the self. There is, there, it's not worthy, no deserving, no um, no no appreciation of the self, just feeling like like you're the lowliest of the low, the lowliest of the low, and something interesting is coming. It's as if this person, this symbolic person, believes that some of those inner levels, and of course, we may not believe it at the mind level, but this, these are beliefs that, that because this is a symbol of all of us, this is a conglomerate. We're doing a conglomerate healing on all of us. On the, I mean, I don't focus on myself, but 
I ha I am included. You know, I wouldn't be excluded because that would be weird. The higher self wouldn't do that. So all of us are with are being worked on, even though I'm using the symbol. And so the interesting thing was that this person, uh, and again, symbolic of most of us, has moved, has a pattern of being in a religious or a spiritual system where the belief is that if you are unworthy, that you will return, not as a human, but as some sort of animal, like some, like a worm. That's, I keep getting this idea of the worm. This is symbolically what this this symbol is carrying. And so I want everyone to begin to let go of the idea that that you are as lowly as a worm and that you deserve to be a worm. Because somewhere in the belief system is the belief that you can come back not as a human but as a worm or any other low-level animal or whatever. And so it's just very interesting. I've not ever seen that before, but there is a definite belief system that I, the higher self wouldn't put it, put it here, would not give me the thread <clears throat> if we didn't all carry some version of this, that it, when we die, we are going to be punished in some way. And that's the other part of it, that there's this heavy-duty belief system that we're going to be punished, that the punishment is going to be severe, and that idea of punishment comes from many different types of belief systems that we've carried in many different lives. The belief systems that, you know, there's a judgmental God or, uh, you know, the punishment might be that we return as the worm or in some way we're going to go to a hell or we're going to go to purgatory or we're going to go to limbo or we're going to go to wherever the belief system of the of the culture and the society that we were living in whatever it's carrying wherever it came from i mean whatever the the common belief system was and we've been in many of these kind of things where punishment was a big part of the <clears throat> it's like a consequence so if we're bad in quotes where at least that we believe that we're bad, that we believe that we're failures, we believe that we're worthless, <laughs> that we don't in any way, shape, or form deserve good in our lives. The idea is then there's a consequence for all of our badness, and the consequence is punishment. And so I want everyone to release the pattern of we are bad, therefore we believe we're going to be punished. So I want the belief in punishment to be let go. I want everyone to release it. Now, again, this is never an either-or thing. If we release the belief in punishment or that there's consequences or something like that, it doesn't necessarily mean we won't have consequences or that um, the consequence might not help us we might learn from a consequence, whatever it is, but a consequence is a little different from punishment. Number one, it could play out as punishment, but number two, and more importantly, is we don't want these things to happen on autopilot. When we carry these beliefs, we bring in the situations and conditions when we trigger those beliefs for some reason, and they, then the punishment, in quotes, comes in automatic pilot. We don't want that. We don't want anything automatic pilot. We want to be our the own, our own directing identity. So I want everyone to release 
all of the triggers that we have, all of those beliefs, known and unknown, direct or indirect, that that is part of feeling so worthless, so lost, so unredeemable as a soul, that the belief that we're absolutely flawed, we're so to blame, we've created, it's all our fault, we've created our all of our patterns, we just, we're failures, we're stupid, we just can't come up with the right answers. Uh, we've hurt people, the belief that we've hurt others, that we've devastated um, our society, we're the cause of the plagues, we're cause, whatever. All of these belief systems that it's our fault and we are to blame. I want all of that to come out. It's our fault and we are to blame. Whoa. And what I'm seeing is just it's black, symbolically. It's just a symbol the higher selves are showing me to, to show that people are letting go a lot of this stuff. It's just filling up the the area, so to speak, on the inner. I see it on the inner part of the symbolic wheel, which is quite huge. And I want to now just make sure everybody is sending the light and aware that these this these patterns are moving into your light and being dissolved and being neutralized. And I'm now watching this black stuff turn to medium and then light gray. And now there's light filling filling the area again. Now, again, it's a symbol. The higher self wanted to make me aware that it was ongoing, that it was very effective, and you guys are doing a good work. Um, okay. Now, they want to address the idea of being a soul lost. And this is not that uncommon. Um, there are souls that have gotten so deep into this whole blame thing that they literally believe so extreme about themselves that, that they feel they are lost, that they are unredeemable, they are un, uh, undeserving to the nth degree, and not only undeserving, but they deserve the punishment, which I said. So they, the higher selves want me to work some more on this, and so I'm going to ask everyone to please release the idea of being a soul lost. In fact, there are no lost souls. There are no lost souls. Souls that get to be that deep, um, they can manifest with uh, mental illness. They can manifest with extreme patterns, maybe of addiction and that sort of thing. Um, they can manifest, you know, homelessness, you know, some of these very, very painful, extreme patterns. And so there have been lives where we've all been in some of those similar situations, even if you aren't in this life. And I want everyone to let go of this idea of the soul lost. There is never any soul lost. It can't be lost. It's part of the originating source and all there is. And again, the originating source, that divine energy field of the originating source, the fifth dimensionals, the higher self, they don't look at any soul as lost or bad. They look, they see the patterns like we're coming to understand them and understand that it's the soul's viewpoint about themselves that make them feel that bad. And so I want all of, all of those viewpoints, known and unknown, ah, and all the pain, because there's so much pain, there's so much suffering here, 
and I'm still seeing, okay, the symbol hasn't changed yet on the, on the hub. It's just not changed yet. And normally it changes faster than this. And it's the higher selves are just indicating to me it's because this blame thing is so conditioned within all of us. And so the, and the pain from the blame. First of all, when we blame someone else, we become powerless, we become victims. And you've heard me say this many times, and the other person becomes a a victimizer. When we're blamed, we're the victimizer. And doesn't it feel horrible when somebody blames you for something? Especially because most of the time we didn't intend to hurt, to uh make somebody else feel bad. We didn't intend. We might have reacted out of one of our triggers and reacted or we were tired or we were grumpy or whatever. But sometimes there was, we're blamed for something that's a complete misunderstanding and don't we feel terrible about it? We we feel upset. Well, that's the way others feel when we blame them. So there's a whole bunch of pain here. There's a lot of pain, a lot of sorrow, a lot of grief, a lot of sadness and despair. Again, the despair. And again, it's filling up this space within the wheel. It's the higher selves are showing me that everybody is releasing a lot of that pain and suffering. We're hurting when people blame us. We're hurting. We, it comes from a place of hurt when we blame others. And part of this hurt is anger. A lot of anger here and a lot of self-justification and self-righteousness and self, uh, along with the self-attack and the self-judgment. So it's just a very complex, very intense thing here. So let's release some of the the pain, some of the anger. Let's release the anger. And I'm seeing it come out. It's just this red, red, symbolic red stuff is filling this area, I want all of that. I'm calling in. Let's let's activate some divine energies here. I want to activate divine understanding, divine love, which includes proper self-love, proper self-acceptance, and proper self-worth, uh, and proper self-forgiveness. We're going to call in divine worth. Um, I want clarity of vision and expanded perception. We also want some sort of Divine serenity, divine self-acceptance, I really this and divine self-connection. Okay, it's, it, it's all this energy is definitely helping the redness. It's beginning to fade. It's beginning to get neutralized. All that anger, you know, why me? The anger at others, the anger at Mother Nature, or the government, or the society, the anger at God, or whatever the spiritual belief system was, just a lot of anger, because there was not enough understanding in so many of these lives. And so we would blame something. There wasn't any understanding of the free will kingdom probably 30 years ago, or I don't know, 100 years ago. I really don't know when this concept started to come out. But when you don't understand that we're in the free will kingdom, the blame goes to everybody outside. Everybody outside is responsible. And so, you know, you're, we're blaming the universe. We're blaming the Mother Nature. We're blaming the nearby village. We're blaming, blaming, blaming. And so all of those misunderstandings, those misinterpretations, the misconceptions, 
that we all have and have carried for eons of time, I really want all of that to be released into the light. Whoa. Lots coming out, guys. A lot. And the whole pattern of finding fault. Now, this is similar. It's really the same with the blame, but finding fault and all of the powerlessness that comes along with it, the powerlessness and the helplessness. Because as we find fault with others, again, it places us in the victim pattern. It places us in a powerless pattern. But what about when we find fault with ourselves, okay? Because we're misunderstanding the whole fault issue, because we're misunderstanding uh, about and misinterpreting about our actions, we are... We get ourselves into a um, I, I see it sort of as a whirlpool where we just go around and around and around and around. We just blaming all day long, all week long, all year long, all lifetime long and lifetimes long. And we we aren't when we're blaming, we may find some sort of solace because We've justified that the other party or the other whatever person or situation is at fault for our lives. It might bring us solace in the short term, but it doesn't bring us any solutions. It doesn't bring us the change we want. Because until, as I said earlier, we begin to focus on ourselves and become aware of our energetic part in the pattern, it doesn't change or it rarely changes. And even if it does change, we can still have the old pattern reemerge from time to time because the energetics are still there, even if we've powered through and you know gone sober from an addiction. All the without doing the energetic work, the causes of the addiction are still present in our energetic field, making it hard to stay on the wagon, making it hard to uh, move through. Uh, and deal with the sobriety or whatever it is that we're trying to resolve. So getting rid of the energetics, but we have we have had the, the the sobriety absolutely wonderful. Um, really helps take us out of that energetic wheel of that repeating wheel over and over again. But it we really want to go in and neutralize the underlying pattern, very the underlying causes. Very important. So <clears throat> I want everyone <clears throat> to let go of the pattern of this whirlpool or the eddy that just goes around and around, this repeating pattern, however it is that we would be um, processing the, the repetition. And, okay... What I want everyone to do is visualize yourself um, creating like a like a, a wall or a dam in one part of the the whirlpool, and the wall is simply so that when the water comes around, it hits the wall, and instead of keeping going, keeping the whirlpool going, it's hitting the wall and being reflected into the light. 
So it's coming around, it's hitting the wall, and the water is, symbolic water, is being reflected into the light. Because I want us to break the pattern of the blame game, the punishment, the despair, the hurt, the feeling lost, the all of those things. This is just another symbol to help us release all of those energetic patterns, all of those underlying causes. And again, I'm going to bring in the, the whole idea of um, proper self-acceptance and proper self-understanding. Proper self-love is a very important part of this and proper self-forgiveness. Because there are many things we can't forgive ourselves for because we blame ourselves for hurting others, whether it was intentional or not. And most of the time, there was no intention. But we believe because we were such and such a way, we brought the plague in, and that's why all, you know, our family died. So the underlying cause was not the plague, but it was us. And so that's the kind of thing that we want to let go of. All these misunderstandings, misinterpretations, misconceptions, that tell us that we are terrible people, that we are, we just can't get it right no matter how hard we try, we're going to fail, we're incompetent, we're less than whole, we're lost. <clears throat> okay, I'm seeing it release, and meanwhile, while that symbol is working, it's doing a really great job. Everyone is right on target here. I'm not getting, um, I'm not getting any holding back. I want to go back, and I do now, thank thank you, see a change in the symbol on the hub. The person, the symbolic person standing or sitting on the hub in just utter despair is standing up now and is able to have a bigger viewpoint because not sitting down low, just looking at life from this low, depressed, uh, despairing, uh, horrific place, but it's you guys have released enough that I now see this human uh, figure standing up and standing fairly tall and kind of looking at life or looking around with fresh eyes. The viewpoint of all of that blame and fault finding and all that, that caused it and all that all the ripple effects from it, that stuff has been enough has been released that there's new viewpoints here, new vision. A lot of the layers or the blinders, whatever you want to call it, have been coming off and they still continue to come off. And it's interesting, but I'm now seeing like layers of actual blinders like they put over a horse. I'm seeing blinders coming off this symbol. So everybody is doing a great job. This is really a terrific uh, evolvement of the symbol. There's a lot of good news and the processing is still happening. Okay, the higher self want me to address some of the individual beliefs. One, we want to we want to release the idea that God or the universe or some higher power, whatever it is, was the cause of all the problems. We've all held those beliefs and the higher self want us to release those belief systems. Um, the divine cannot trespass, as I've explained. The divine does nothing for us in the human kingdom 
unless we call it in and give it permission. It is a impersonal, very powerful, incredible energy that we can't even imagine. But it sits there like a reservoir behind the dam, potential energy, until we open the sluice gates and allow that water or that divine energy to flow through into a new arena. At, at, the, at the spiritual level, the divine energy can flow into our free will kingdom. But of course, a real dam, the sluice gates are open and the water pours out and now is able to be the lifeblood of the areas below you know for the fish the the land the you know for humans it, be, it it feeds and nourishes all that is below so just like a dam we have to open up the sluice gates by giving permission to the divine it is not the divine that caused us problem it's not the divine punishing us it's Whatever the belief systems were about the higher power, whatever it was in those societies, we need to release the idea that it's the higher power that's causing our problems. Now, you may not feel that at all in this current life, but we've all been in situations and cultures and societies that have believed exactly that. I mean, you all know about human sacrifice. Well, we have to sacrifice a human in order to appease the God, so to speak. Otherwise, we're going to be punished. And those kind of beliefs, whether it went to the extreme of having human sacrifice or not, there was all sorts of spiritual environments in, May, in, in so many lifetimes, including today, that defines what is right and good and proper. And if we step outside those lines of uh, spiritual goodness, then often we're going to be punished. We're sinners. We're um, it's our fault that something happened. And those those kind of belief systems are fault because we now have called in the punishment of the divine. So those kind of belief systems are still present on the planet today, and we've been in many, many c- scenarios like that in the past. So we want to release any and all beliefs that the higher power is to blame. Okay. Now, we're also going to release that the society, the government, the uh, civil authorities, all of that, that those are to blame. And in addition to that, any other authorities, because authority is a big issue for all of us. Um, We were taught from the moment we were born, our parents were the authorities in our lives. So we're going to release the idea that the authorities are responsible for us or are to blame for our lives. How often have we blamed our parents for something? Some people a lot, some people a little, and there's all sorts of, you know, throughout the continuum. But I don't believe there's any person alive that hasn't blamed their parents for something. So we want to release the blame on authorities. Uh, Could be, like I said, civil authorities, politics, government. It can be uh, spiritual authorities, uh, not just the higher power, but actual, you know, the heads of churches, the the ones that were making 
you know, giving edicts and making rules, whatever they were. So we want those kind of authorities, even uh, medical or healing authorities, um, you know, every kind of authority. We have been in situations where the authority has made life difficult for us in some way or fashion. And so what we carry is this tremendous blame for authority. Now, letting this go is, and I see some resistance here, letting this go does not mean that the authorities were always right, okay? Remember, we're not in that either-or kind of thing. It does not mean the authorities are always right. What it does is it, it helps us release the automatic trigger of the belief system that the authorities are to blame. Because again, what does it, what does it do to us when we bring in, when we start to blame? We become powerless. We become victims. Helpless. And we move into that waiting game where we're waiting for somebody else to change to fix our lives. That is a completely powerless situation. So it's not about authorities are always right. It's about let's release the automatic pilot of those belief systems we carry from so many lifetimes so that when a situation comes up with an authority, we can discern. We're not just reacting or carrying that a viewpoint, a blinder about authority and actually can make decisions for us or choices that are against our, not in our highest ideal. So we want to release the automatic condition response if the authorities are to blame, whatever the authority is. It can be teachers. It can be uh, mentors. Um, it can be any part of the government. It can be any part of the spiritual authorities. Uh, anything like that, any kind of authority in your life or in any of our lives, and I'm seeing now, it's almost like this suction coming, pulling these patterns from all of us from the past nows and the future nows. It's like sucking. There's a sucking feeling, like it's being vacuumed out of us because it's just so, uh, so pervasive for all of us. Wow. And blame of the family, the family the family dynamic, the parents, the siblings, you know, all of that family blame is very big and it comes in many different, uh, many different arenas, many different situations and conditions and all the misunderstandings behind it. You know, some of the family members are lazy. They let us down. They don't uh, take care of business. It's all up to me. The burden is on my shoulders. I'm the the parent in this family, even though I'm the child, that those kind of things, all of that blame of the family. You know, my brother or sister is the prodigy and gets all the attention and I'm lost and nobody notices me. Anything like that. You know what I'm saying? There's so many different scenarios where we can be blaming of the family. And that is really important because that lays the foundation for difficulties not only with the family itself, but other people that are close to us in, in our life pattern. Because that the, these kind of beliefs, these kind of, um, these kind of uh, fault, this kind of fault finding and beliefs permeates all of the arenas in our life. So at work, when there could be a nice family with all the co-colleagues and co-workers, 
Instead, the same problems that manifested from the family life, and not only one family life, but from many family lives, can be brought in and played out through the quote-unquote family at work. So this isn't just about family. And even if you're someone who, unfortunately, was the only child, you've lost both parents, and you don't really have a family, much of a family anymore, please still do it. it we've had families in every life. We've had problems in every life. Um, okay. Okay, the higher styles are indicating there's a really good it's really good. And and still the 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 whirlpool or the eddy is still happening. It's still being all these beliefs that I'm bringing up is still being uh reflected off so that it's breaking the flow of the continued whirlpool and reflecting off all the issues into the light. And it's still working and it's still happening. You see what's happening with the symbol on the, <clears throat> the hub. Okay. The symbol on the hub is looking almost uh, like in a state of stun. It's feeling the shifts. It's feeling the uh, dissolving and re-empowering to the point where it's a little bit, a little bit in a state of stun. And it's just in actually it's stunned, but it's it's still enjoying the process. I, I see it as ra the chin is raised up and even though the eyes are closed, it's as if it's being bathed in sunlight and it's just taken, being ta it's just moving into and feeling and loving and enjoying this new way of looking at life, new way to being in life. Um, now, this one healing is not going to change all of our lives and instantly we never blame anybody else and never blame ourselves. It's not like that. What we are doing here is removing some layers of this blame thing, which will facilitate us being more aware of when we move into that blame, blame pattern, how we how it plays out in each of our lives. And okay. Okay, I'm getting something else here. Okay, so we're going to continue uh, because um, what I'm seeing is that a lot of the blame did, even though we would might voice the blame, there's also part of the pattern when we held it in. We believed that it was somebody else's fault, but we didn't express our feelings. So we had repression of expression. Now, maybe, depending on the situation, that was the best tact. If you're blaming somebody in authority, for example, you might be burned at the stake or hung for expressing your feelings about the authority being at fault. So there are many times where we, just for safety factors, would have to repress the expression. There were other times where you might have some conception that just blaming or heaping stuff or being angry at the other person really might not work in your favor 
And so there might be other times where that had nothing to do with authorities where you would not express it. Um, or perhaps you felt like you didn't have the right to express it for whatever reason. So what we're going to do is, and it's kind of a funny area that, that we're going to let go, but we want to re release the repression of expression. We want to let all of that go. We want to let all of the feelings like we can't have a voice, that we don't have a voice, we don't deserve to have a voice. Uh, it's not the right time to have a voice. Whatever it is that we carry around not expressing. Now, again, it doesn't mean when we release this that it's going to give us all permission to scream and yell at everybody whenever we feel like it. It's not about the either or. It's about giving us choice. Because repression of expression, because we have that pattern and we're carrying it at the energetic level, it gets triggered and automatically can sometimes shut us down. It doesn't give us a choice. We're just in reaction mode. And that's what we're trying to neutralize. We're trying to release and neutralize the automatic pilot, the trigger that just automatically we tell ourselves, oh, I better not say anything. Because we're tied up with the viewpoints and the beliefs and all the reasons why and so we don't speak up. So it's not an either or. It just allows us to have discernment. So we can pick and choose for each situation. Well, is this time a good time to express or not? And then we see it with more clarity because we're getting rid of the layers, the blinders. So again, please, everyone, release the repression of expression. This also does not mean that you immediately move into, okay, I'm going to I'm going to speak my mind and I'm going to blame this person. I'm going to let them have it because what they did was inexcusable and et cetera, et cetera. This in, again, is not permission to hammer somebody, whether it's yourself or someone else. We want to release that understanding, that misunderstanding, that belief system that um, to speak out means truth bashing or attacking we, that's not what we want to do. We, that's not where we're going. So I want you, everybody, to release those kind of reactions, the belief systems, the, the uh, habits of attacking others, the anger, the frustrations, the, um, the misunderstandings behind it. Because, again, we've misunderstood or misinterpreted the other person's actions as being a cause for our problem. We just couldn't see it any, way, any other way. We couldn't see that we at the energetic soul level have responsibility for what manifests in our life. You know, the, the, our beingness doesn't end at the skin. We have a lot more going on in our life pattern that creates our patterns that nobody explained to us for so long. So now... There are people out there like me that do explain it. So I want everybody to release and let go of the misunderstandings about expression. That it's good, that it's bad, that it's right, that it's wrong. You know, and anything known and unknown behind it so that we can let go of that pattern. I also see control being an issue here because... When you have repression of expression, oftentimes you have to also 
take control and um, it's a it's a matter of will so i want everything about control and will all the belief systems up down and forward good bad or indifferent to be released about control and will because this isn't about powering through and willing yourself either to express or to repress. It's not about that, but we've had to use those kind of things where we have had to, you know, grit our teeth and say something or grit our teeth and not say something. And, you know, a lot of it is around control and control is one of the biggest misunderstood patterns that we all have. And so I want everyone to release the uh, ideas of being uh, out of control, uh, not having enough control, being controlled, being, you know, over control, uh, under control, anything, anything about control, I want everyone to release. It is just a very, very complex, very uh, subtle kind of pattern that is very um, control is mixed. Uh, there, we often see good points about it, and there are often bad points about it. And so, I want everyone to release all the different ideas about control, because eventually, and maybe next week, I'll do a, a session or a, a show on control itself, because it's a very important thing to clarify and to really work on releasing some of our misunderstandings about control. So, anyway, okay, so we're. Letting it go. Okay, now I'm seeing, thank you, ourselves. I'm seeing the whirlpool kind of uh, dying here. It's as if we've taken enough energy out of the whirlpool and released it and neutralized it that the whirlpool itself is beginning to die, which means it's th the energy of the swirling around is now being lost because we've gotten rid of enough belief systems that the water itself, I mean symbolic water, which is the energy, you know, symbolic of the energies that we carry, is now feeling much more calm. And the whirlpool is actually disappearing. So we do not need anymore this symbolic wall. And I don't want to leave it in place because we have a hard enough time with walls as it is. But we, so we, it, it was a very good sim, symbol for us to set up to help deflect and release all of those patterns. But we don't need to leave the wall there. The, the, the whirlpool is now calm. There's peace. There is no whirlpool there. It's just a very calm pool of water. So I'm going to activate and uh, empower divine serenity for all of us. Divine acceptance, including acceptance of ourselves and acceptance of others. So I want to bring that in. The symbol on uh, the human symbol that I have on the hub is feeling a sense of power for the first time. It's a maze, but it feels like it can actually do things, that it has options, that it has choices, that it has the ability. That whole lost thing, that whole worthlessness thing, the whole powerlessness thing is has gone enough that, that symbolically. Now this person is approaching life, this symbolic person is approaching life, approaching uh, being in a way that is much more self-actuated, self-fulfilled, 
self unfold you know with the, with the self unfoldment the the courage the knowledge that he and she, he or she can can actually uh, be very different there's been a very very big change in the etheric energy field now this is again symbolic of all of us so that tells me that everybody who's been listening past present and future are absolutely getting the shift and have gotten the help from this healing. Now, I'm seeing another part of the symbol. This person is now watching two people fighting. It's just a symbol, okay? So I don't know what they're fighting about, but but that person on the hub that we symbolically worked on is seeing the fight in a completely different viewpoint. It's seeing the fight and it's trying to understand what is going on underneath. Where are they misunderstanding one another? What, you know, all of that, trying to understand is looking at this fight in a completely different way. And this is really interesting to me. He or she, the symbol does not have the answers, doesn't know exactly why, but it now has the questions. It now has the questions, and that is huge because it has new input, new understanding, and the automatic pilot, the automatic reactions of blame of others and other situa- or situations and conditions or blame of the self is not has been removed enough that it's not even it's not interpreting other fights in the same way that it was interpreting the fights he or she got into which is another aspect. If we are in a whirlpool of the blame game, we're going to view other conflicts, whatever they are, in the same way. Who's right, who's wrong? The judgment, the attack. Who's the loser? Who's the winner? The You know, up and down. That's how we're going to view other fights. So seeing this person view this the, the symbolic fight that's going on on the hub in a way where it's asking the questions is is really a huge step forward. And so I'm hoping all of you will have some energetic shifts in your life where things are just a little bit different. You're seeing things in a different way. Questions come up that you didn't really have before. And I'm hoping that there will be a real shift because symbolically it's a, it's a major shift. Symbolically, it's really a major shift. Um, There's a sense of relief, a sense of freedom, because if you're caught in that whirlpool, it is such a prison. So now this symbol is feeling a sense of freedom, and I want to call in the divine freedom, the divine yes, the divine expansion, the divine opportunities, the divine uh, possibilities, Divine vision. I want to bring in divine vision again, clarity of vision and expanded perception to help enable and empower this symbol, which is really all of us, to move into that place of expanded vision. Wow. Okay, guys. Well, that was a really long healing but I think it was a good one, and I know I saw a lot of work going on and a lot of shifts. Love those shifts. So exciting. 
I love all of you, and I want to thank each and every one for tuning in. As always, you just make such a difference in my life. Uh, I just hope you know that. (laughs) I tell you guys every week, it's just an amazing learning experience working in this kind of energy on a consistently a consistent weekly basis. It's very, very important to all the souls uh, around, to us, to each individual, to the people we help. And then it just keeps expanding. There's ripple effects from there. So anyway, um, please, if you need to want to make a comment, want to ask a question, you want to make a request for a healing, please email me, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. I would. I always have a lot to say, so if nobody emails me, you can tell I am not at a loss. There's always so much to talk about, so much to share from the higher self. There's always more healings to do, and it's always an opportunity to show no matter whether you request or not. But I encourage and really urge you guys to request a healing because as you must understand by now, it doesn't only help you, it helps so many other people. And it's helping all of us because each of us that shifts, it's like we pull, you know, everybody who takes a step forward is part of the whole. So we're helping the whole each and every time. We're all part of the originating source of all there is. We are all We all are part of all there is, so we're all connected. You guys know this. I'm talking to the choir. But anyway, I really love you guys. I hope you have a great week coming up. And I think, not sure if it's next week, but one of these days we're going to work on, because Father's Day is coming up, I, I got the idea to work on something related to the Father, whether it's symbolic or real. And, of course, we've all had fathers every single lifetime. So it's a pretty important thing to work on. I don't. I think that Father's Day is on the 21st, so it may be what I do the following in two weeks. I'm pretty sure it might be in two weeks. Let's see. No, I think that's after Father's Day, so it might be next week. Anyway, whatever it is, that's something maybe a little preview of coming attractions. And meanwhile, I love you all, and I'm going to end the episode now. And thank you again from the bottom of my heart. You have no idea how much I love you, and I love the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices neutralizing your negative thoughts and emotional blueprints.